Shiva Kamini Samakanda Krampages! We are off and running for the Shiva season and the blast is here to revel in. But also, as a tool to remind yourself that there's always someone doing worse than you. Uh, unless you're Jacob. Mm, sorry, Jacob. Potato chips and water are on the menu as we look back over the draft on the return of the Shiva Blast. We are into the season proper. Round one is run and done. Benny Macker, the Shiva Blast is back. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Doing I'm well. excited. Doing well. I had a win. Well, okay, okay. Well, let, let, let's get this over, over and done with because I think we said in one of the previous podcasts that we would give you 30 seconds if you won, a minute if you lost. You say you won. Time starts now. I scored 14.56, which I thought was a little bit average, but now I've looked at the uh, overall stats and it's actually not too bad. Um, but, yeah, relatively happy. Had had uh, five sub-50 scores in that 14.56 as well, so I feel like there's room for improvement. All right, you, you did that in sixteen seconds. I reckon we can shave it down to fifteen. That was that felt too long. Already. <laughs> it really did. Feel It'll too be long. ten next week. Won't it? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, good. We'll just uh, you know we'll, we'll get some audience participation there. How much Benny Macker information do you want? I'm betting less. Uh, I had a cheeky win. I didn't score over fourteen hundred. I got a W. Um, it it feels a little bit dirty, but you just got to get your wins somehow, right? We'll we'll get into this a little bit later, but. Um... If you're in the 1400s, you're actually well above average this week. It's been a little while since we caught up, mate, because not only have we gone through round one of the AFL, but tonight will give us a little bit of an opportunity to look back over the Shiva draft, um, something which which seemed to run smoothly. I, I, I don't think we properly acknowledged the fact that one year it just all fell to shit. Like, we acknowledged it a lot in that season and maybe... Um, we approach the next draft cautiously, but I, I don't even think about it anymore. Well, now you just, it, it's a bit like PTSD. Like you just, <laughs> uh, the whole slow drafting thing is, um, I, I'd forgotten about it. And now you're right. Now I'm scarred again. For those, that weren't, for, that. for those that weren't there, of course, draft party, a lot of us had traveled over to Victoria. Um, it was actually quite a big crowd that year at the Sporting Globe upstairs all the nerds out with their laptops. And then I reckon we got halfway through the first round before it started carking. Yeah, well, even even logging on into the draft room before it started, there was there was some issues. And uh, but yeah, everything uh, everything turned to shit. We uh, we had that many players trying to draft simultaneously that we crashed ultimate footy. And then the great part was uh, Duth got on the bat phone, got onto Ryan Power, who was the founder of Ultimate Footy. He says. All right, I think I've got it up and going. Let's go again. And we tried, and it failed a second time. <laughs> and there was a lot of conjecture over what we might do, a lot of scrambling on the day, a lot of drinking. Matt, well, just warm memories, warm memories. That was the first and only Melbourne draft party that I've attended. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you were the bad omen. Get Betty away. It's worked fine ever since. Uh, what did you end up doing for draft day? I uh, ended up dra- just drafting at home. So um with all your mates? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we we had a we had a Zoom call up, which was actually not too bad. There was a few of us in there. Um but not not as much fun as what you guys seem to be having over at uh, at the bowls club there. Well, to the best of my knowledge, there seemed to be two parties on the day. There was a a small contingent, maybe half a dozen 
that drafted together in WA, which was fantastic to see. Odin and Jesse and Studes and uh, Cam were there, um, um, among some others. I think Jason Davies might have made an appearance. Um, in Vic, I reckon we probably had about 20, 25 at the Vic draft party. A couple of new faces, which is always great to see. Uh, shout out to James, um, who uh, spent a little bit of time chatting to on the day. Um, but i, I got to acknowledge my butler, um, Butler Mitch. Red Datsun um, did a fantastic job, a, a fine, upstanding gentleman. Um, small criticism that there was no bow tie, um, no bell for me to ring, and no tray, but he was up front with the beers all day long. What sort of a butler doesn't have a bow tie? Well, I don't know. It was just dressed down. I didn't cause a fuss about it. He was wonderful. So uh, so but, he was more of a sharply dressed waiter than a butler. Yes. Um, and, I mean, funnily enough, on the butler bet, which is something that's gone on for the last two years now, I have two running butler bets for this year. Now, how that'll work and in what configuration, I don't really know. Um, of course, Port v. St. Kilda is the standing Mitch bet, but also Coach Cam Gorda from WA, aforementioned, um, the round six clash between West Coast and Port at Adelaide Oval will decide that back and forth. So you may be a butler that has its own butler. Correct. There, there, there could be a situation where I'm being fed beers while also having to provide beers for someone else. I'm not sure if there will have to be rules and stipulations, mate. Can I just order the beers and pass them down the line? Is that cheeky? Just just imagine if you win both of those, though, and you have two butlers. Yeah, right. Exactly. So <laughs> You the, won't make it to draft the, <laughs> to the start of the draft, mate. Well, I, I will say this, that this draft party ended up a little bit interesting in that um, the, the last venue we went to, which I'm, I'm pretty sure was the Spready, um, we, we went in, I got cut off instantly from the bar, um, and uh, was just able to order a packet of potato chips and some water, and then I was sent on my way. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was at at that point of the diet. Oh, sounds like a good night. Uh, I, I'm also going to give a shout-out. One moment, and I'm not sure whether this will come up in the lip service later on. I sat next to Crut for the draft, and at one point he was having a crisis of conscience, and we all have that moment in the draft where we're just not sure who to pick. You know, there's just no clear decision on where we want to go. And the man turns to me in a moment of need and he says, Lysa or McInerney? And you know, I was like, mm. like, I love Port, Benny, but I, I don't love picking Port players. Just, I, I just don't think they're that good at fantasy. And so I say, thinking he meant Justin McInerney, who was the flavor child. Oh, take Justin for sure, mate. Um, he was talking about Oscar McInerney, who we took... Um, at that point, and then Justin McInerney went the very next pick, um, which made for an irate Chris Hutton <laughs> at that point of the draft. Um, although uh, J Mac had a, a terrible round one, so you know, all's well that ends well. Well, and I, I'm, I'm a Lyset owner, and he got forty something on the weekend, so uh, maybe maybe Big O was the uh, way to go. All right, Benny, we've had a bit of a chat about how we're going to do this rundown. There's a new segment coming up, which we've actually been pre-prepared an introduction for from a contributor, which I'm really excited about. But first, let's get into this. Extra, extra. The only place you can hear the Shiva Blast headlines is on the Shiva Blast. Here are your headlines this week. Hurry up and finish, you musical fuckwits. 
Now, a, a little bit of tooling required here, I reckon, this this year, Benny, because I think we've acknowledged in the past that there is not much point to you and I going through all of the injuries or all of the like the latest breaking news because people are getting their news from like I don't know seven different fantasy podcasts and Twitter and it's not like we're going to be breaking anything when they listen to the Shiva podcast, right? Yeah, let's face it. If you live, if you're listening to the Shiva podcast on a Wednesday. <laughs> and you don't know who's fucking injured already, then uh, hang your head in shame. That is shame on you. So I, I think the way that we start to slant this now is by looking at particular news stories from round one and their impact on Shiva. Now, one great one, which is going to warm the cockles of your heart, Benny, um, that came out just earlier this afternoon was Rory Laird is a test this week. How does that work? How do you? How does a, a, a broken bone in your hand recover that quickly? Well, so uh, get, correct me if I'm wrong. He broke it in the the preseason trial match, and they gave him a four to six week diagnosis on that broken hand. That that was about it, right? Yeah, I, I heard a month. Yeah, and so it's interesting because Rory Laird, you know, prolific scorer, had a fantastic last couple of seasons. What do you reckon? No injury. If he was just running at full capacity, where would you have taken him in the draft? I mean, his um, ADP, and we're going to go a lot into this tonight with average draft position amongst the 25 Shiva leagues, was 31. I thought it would be longer than that. Well, I think he probably would have been top two rounds easily, sometimes even first round, the way he was going, um, if he uh, um, wasn't injured and he was up and flying. So whoever... (laughs) If those people who took him pretty late uh, and only going to miss one week, that's a that's a massive win. Oh, it's a huge win. And to get that so early in the year, all of a sudden, you're up and about. You're starting to move. It, that That's the shit that you need. Matt Hillier. I'm just, just looking at uh, at Rory Laird and, and uh, the highest he went was pick 13. Oh, um, in, fucking. In, they'll be thanking the fucking Lord that, uh, <laughs> that he's back that soon. Divs one and two got him at pick fifty three and fifty four respectively. Man, yeah. imagine that it could set up your season. Absolutely, ADP thirty one. Um, another thing I actually heard as well, Benny, was that one of the coaches has actually managed to secure a trade in of Rory Laird before this news broke. I think they traded out Callan Ward, who was very serviceable. I think in eighty eight in round one or something around that potential uh, potential defensive status. But that is definitely a trade-up. That's an investment. Yeah, at a at an absolute minimum, you would expect Callum Ward to be low nineties and Rory Laird to be low hundreds at the uh, at the worst. So that's a ten point upside there. Luck definitely is you know a fancy in Shiva. The year Matt Hillier won it, he on draft day proclaimed, "I have a t- I've drafted terribly." But what he had done is drafted a whole bunch of injured people. We went into COVID lockdown at the start of 2020, a week later, like after round one. The whole league stopped for 10 to 12 weeks. All of his players got better. He won the whole bloody thing. Not only is uh, he good at fantasy, he's also fucking lucky. So fuck you, Matt Hillier. <laughs> okay, so that was Rory Laird. Um, probably the other big injuries that came out of round one. We're talking about the fantasy relevant people. Kyle Langford. I'm going to throw into the mix there. An eight to 10 week hamstring, a guy that was taken uh, ADP of 148. So we're talking about round, what, 12, 13 there um, for Kyle Langford. That's an annoying one for owners. 
Never owned him. Don't know what he looks like. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. How about Christian Salem then? Now we're oh, talking about, yeah, okay. He's, he's a big one, I think. We're talking about a guy that went fifth round, ADP, so 49. I, I, for a lot of people, that's defensive number one, and he's gone for six to eight weeks. That is a painful one, particularly on a line for a lot of people that's going to be weaker. Press the air also, hamstring again. He was looking really good in the preseason. So um, I think that's a that's a big one because a lot of people would have been rounding out their midfield with guys like that and uh, trying to find people in the waivers um, to, to fill out your mids is going to be really tough. Yeah, that's such an annoying one as well because his trade value, even when he comes back, is going to be just so rock bottom because people just can't... He, he can't trust his body. I think he's played like nine games over two... two I'm, I'm pulling that stat out of my ass. I'm not even sure if it's right. I'm thinking nine games over two season. I'm willing to be proven wrong there. Um, they're probably the major injuries. One of the big talking points out of round one was that RFA one position, restricted free agent position number one, because there were some, you know, the, the rookie scores that have been spoken about a lot of fantasy podcasts. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic for fantasy, but for a lot of these players, they wouldn't have been selected in Shiva. We're talking Nick Martin, Jack Hayes here. Um, you know, even people like someone who I've ended up picking up in a lot of drafts just because I was like RFA six was Tyson Stengel. You know, some of these guys that weren't even given a consideration, but they just went huge in round one. Did you have a high RFA, Benny? And did you use it? I had RFA three. Ooh, um, that's 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 good. But I didn't. Didn't get any of those guys. I, I put in put in for um Martin, I think. Uh, but yeah, didn't get him. Didn't put in for Jack Hayes at all. I'm a little bit worried about um Ryder when he yeah. comes back. He he may actually um steal that time. So I'm not convinced that he's going to be anything like that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of these could just be shot in the dark. And, you know, sometimes... I think Martin is looks like he might be best 22 because who's, who's really going to come in to replace him? But uh, um, Hayes maybe maybe pushed out. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I was actually lucky enough to pick up Hayes as um, just... I, I just thought, do you know what? That, that backup ruck position of mine was empty... Why don't I just chuck him in? They're playing on a Friday night, oh, and you know, certainly worth a punt for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and absolutely was. We we learnt today that Ryder's going to be playing VFL this week. Who knows where where Hayes' story goes from here? Like I I know how prolifically good he can be. Um, you know, from his SANFL former Woodville West Torrens. So, hey, you know, if it turns out they're the kind of picks that you know change everything for you. If he averages sixty five, even with Ryder in the team. That's basically what the rest of your forward line's doing anyway. And if that, you know, Ryder's uh, going to get injured and miss weeks um, during the year. So if that means he goes to a 75-80 to a average, that's going to be huge. Let's look ahead to the round that will be in round two. Once again, a Thursday and a Friday night match, allowing us to loop Western Bulldogs, Carlton, Benny. Anyone stand out as a really good looping option? I think really the for me key forwards are probably the best ones to loop because they're the sort of guys that um, may be in your waivers already. Like someone like Harry Mackay is probably and or Charlie Kerno yep. probably there. Um, if they kick three or four, they could get you an eighty or a ninety um, from their otherwise you know fifty or sixty average. So um, those are the sorts of guys that I'd be looking at as well. Aaron Norton too good to loop. 
Oh, I, I, th- I think he's another good example. I mean, a, a lot of people probably he's probably not going to be in the um, um, in the waivers, so you won't be able to won't be able to get him from there. But I, I think he's another perfect example of someone that you you want to loot if you can. For the doggies as well, someone that stands out for me is Hayden Crozier. I'm pretty sure he was a late in last week and scored himself triple figures. Um, I didn't even like I have Crozier, but I didn't even have him as an emergency. He was just on my bench. Um, didn't even get a look in. So that 100 points went begging. So he'll make his way um, into defensive emergency this week and hopefully he can get that done again. Um, Sydney Geelong on Friday night. Anyone of interest there? Um, Stengel? Like if, if you yeah. pick up Stengel in the RFA draft, you may as well use him there. Yeah, again, I think I think those sorts of guys, It's it's worth going through, especially if you're picking someone on the waivers, um, going and having a look at the first five or six rounds. And if they feature in a Thursday slash Friday night game for the next month and you can get multiple um, Uses loops out of, out of them, yeah. I think that makes them more valuable as well. So that would be worth um, having a look. So, you know, someone like Sydney, they may not have that many, but uh, definitely the Geelong um, picks would be more valuable there. Makes me feel fucking disgusting when you make sense, Benny. Let's <laughs> get into this. I'm a stat man. Like an episode of Scooby-Doo, Benny, where they unmask the stat man and realise it was never Benny at all. Um, who are we giving credit to for our stats? Before we do that, I just realised I'm looking at my team. I forgot to mention this earlier in my 17 seconds, so I've got a little bit extra. Okay, timer back on 14 seconds. <laughs> Heath, Heath Chapman can go fuck himself. He only gave me 51, and then he had a game-saving spoil against the Crows. So if anyone wants Heath Chapman, <laughs> fucking make an offer because he's gone. I wonder how many points you get for that in Supercoach for like a, a game-winning spoil. It would have been worth fucking a million. <laughs> All right, Benny, where are we uh, giving our thanks for the stats? Oh, Bacon, of course. He's he's um he's our resident stats uh, guru, and uh, he's he's got the goods here again because um he's done the uh, average draft positions for every single division, and uh, so we can go through and have a little bit of a look there. Selfishly, we've asked him to keep this on the download just so we could pour over it a little bit ourselves at first. But uh, we're going to drop these and we'll get Bacon to drop these into the main Shiva chat and give the man some love. Uh, we know that there are some spreadsheet lovers amongst the masses, Benny. You definitely identify as one of those. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I had the time to uh, to delve into it as much as Bacon does. I, I definitely used to, but uh, he's uh, he's picked up the slack, which is excellent stuff. It does give us a little bit of information in two separate categories. So firstly... Average draft position of every player, and secondly, the results of everyone in Shiva. Where do you want to start, Benny? We'll go back to the uh, the draft and start there. So, um, firstly, we'll look at the the number one picks, and there was actually five of them this year. I, I kind of thought that it might have been between three before the um, before the draft started. Steel um, McRae Grundy. Well, I, I was thinking um, Steel McRae. Oh, you say Steel McRae Grundy? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, Pay attention, uh, Benny. Shape up. <laughs> still went still went first in 17 of our leagues, so he was the overwhelming number one pick. Um, Took Miller actually went uh, number one in four leagues, okay. uh, equal with McRae on four. And uh, Grundy, just two. So people called a little bit on Grundy. I think uh, a month ago, I think a lot of people were thinking he might have been the clear number one pick. But, um, yeah, I think 
everyone um, kind of went for that safety in the end of, of um, one of those big midfielders. Um, and someone picked up uh, Gorn as well. So obviously not believing that um, that Jackson hype there. Yeah, definitely bucking that trend. All right, so they were the four number one picks. What else you got? The rest of the first round in terms of ADP is no real surprises here. It was uh, Titch, Petraka, Taranto, Oliver, Dunkley and Merritt. Um, there was actually 14 others uh, um, that went in the first round. I'm not going to name them all, but uh, I have picked out a few that kind of there was a big range. So uh, Lockie Neal, uh, he went at pick three in one division. Um, oh, Jesus. But then also slipped to pick 31. Um, Callum Mills was uh, had a range of pick nine to pick 34. And uh, Aaron Hall went at pick eight, which... Seemed pretty risky uh, when we were drafting because there was a bit of a doubt about his um uh, whether he came in and then he he came in and busted out 125 or something stupid. So um uh, whoever got him at pick 45, which is the lowest he went, would be loving life right now. Can I just point out that that Aaron Hall in pick eight, which is by far and away the highest he went, actually well div 21. Someone took him at 11, but that pick eight was in div one. Yeah, well, and I think if he can go anywhere near he does what he did last year, um, that's still a bargain at pick eight. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a risk reward pick right there, and yeah. it seems to be paying off after one round. You want to talk about Sam Doherty? Yeah, he had an ADP of seventy five, but uh, he went at pick twenty four in Champs League one. And again, I think the Champs Leagues were were slightly later, and so there was a little bit more info about. Um, you know him being right for round one, but again, he he busted out a ninety and and looked really comfortable, and uh, I think that's going to be uh, good for the the guy in dip thirteen who got him at pick one hundred and twelve. Oh man, um, that's super high variance there. I took him at sixty six, which I mean, it, it seems right in the middle of the mean there a little bit. Oh well, you said it what ADP seventy five, so it's not too far off. Yeah, I Josh Porter actually took him the pick after me. I um uh I. Completely forgot about him. I went Sicily instead, so I'm not dis- too disappointed. But uh, yes, I would have. I would have got Doherty had I remembered he existed. I, I just played the gavel again. Once again, talking about your own team, Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick Nat. He had an ADP of 101, but uh, he went and picked 35 oh, in the third in the third round. In, ruck um, run. It was a, that must have been a deep ruck run. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people started taking all of those rucks off in the uh, in the third round, and somebody obviously panicked. But uh, yeah, someone else in um, in Champions League two got him at one hundred and sixty seven. So that's massive. Um, that, he was probably the biggest um, um, difference there. And the last one here I've got is a shout out. I went through and had a look at the um, the players who only got picked in one league anywhere. <laughs> I love it. And. Uh, I, I saw that Luke Foley was one of them, and he he busted out a ninety or a hundred on the weekend. And uh, then I went and looked at who actually drafted him, and it was fucking Todd Van Dyke. Which uh, <laughs> for for those of you that have been in uh, keeper leagues, you you'll know all about Todd. He's a he's a veteran and uh, he knows his shit. So um, yeah, fuck you, Todd. All right, let's look towards the top and bottom scorers of round one. I mean, the, the great thing about this is that you can turn your season around for better or for worse. Um, last year, I had my best season in a while, Benny, and it all went to shit later on. Um, there will be a couple of... But let's start with the with the bottom, the cellar dwellers, the bottom three from this week because there's so much room for improvement in the rounds to come. 
Yeah, so we, we had uh, the lowest score this week was uh, Jacob's team in Div 24 with a 9.52. Um, <laughs> what a start in Shiva. Div 24, 9.52. Press O to Crouch was the second. That's a really good team name, so I, I feel like I he's going to get that. some good some uh, good team name karma there. I, he that, had a 9.63, the, though, to start. That is one of the best team names I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna barrack for him just for the just for the team name and then Brendan's team, Brendan and Jacob, lift your fucking game. <laughs> All right, let's head to the other end of the spectrum. Um, I got nowhere near these guys. Interesting to see that we had no 1700 plus scores this week. Yeah, well, as I kind of hinted earlier, the the league wide average was only 1371 this week, which usually we're kind of in the mid to high 1400s um that will obviously improve once people pick up the waivers and um you know the wednesday night game i think um hurt some people because i know i set my team and then forgot to check it for the late sunday games and uh had tom power be an emergency only to be a late in and score me 86 so just uh just trying to work out how much i can shoehorn on my team in here in um <laughs> bits that you can't cut out. Fuck I'll, you, Benny. Just... <laughs> All right. So who are we giving some love to? Uh, Lord Mighty Crunch was our top scorer this week in Div 7 uh, with a 16.98, um, which is obviously a cracking score, especially for round one, as we said. Usually, um, all of the waivers get mined after the first month or two, and um, you know trades start to happen. Everyone balances out and starts scoring a lot better. But to do that in the first week is really good. I reckon, that's Coach, J- I reckon had, that's Coach Jason as well. So props to you, Coach Jason. Yeah, I think we've seen his name up there uh, many a time. Palmerston FC in Div 18 had a 1645, and uh, Coach Jobbo salary cap scandal had a 1639. Very good results. Now, Benny, um, I don't want the highest loser yet. We're going to hold that for later in the pod, but can you give me... I said at the off the top of the pod, I felt a little bit dirty winning with a 1370-odd because it's a shit score. Who was our lowest winner in the entire Shiva? Well, down in Div 23, we had Oliver's Winery, also in a pretty good name. I'll pay that one. Um, he had a 11-13 score, but managed to beat uh, Man of Steel by 16 points. So it just goes to show, even if you have a pretty shit round, it doesn't really matter because you're only playing the uh, the guy um, across from you. You don't have to uh, you don't have to play everyone else in your league every week. That's fucking disgusting. Let's have a bit of this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Crut Slip Service, brought to you by Crut. Firstly, I would like to apologise to all of my loyal and faithful followers for not getting a serve last week. <laughs> Damon played the song, which I asked him to do. It's a wonderful song. I know you all love it. I know your ears prick when you hear it, when you're listening to the Shiva Blast. <laughs> but obviously it was followed up with, Hey, Ben, have you got anything to give lip service to? <laughs> oh, no, not really, Damon. Have you got anything to give lip service to? And it was flat. No one really kind of got excited about it all. And that's what Crut's here to do. I'm here to fire you up. I've got an old lady currently staring at me at the moment, and I'm going to try and... Sorry, old lady. Um, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, so we're back. Apologies for missing last week. Now, lip service this week. Firstly, how good were the mighty fucking Hawks? Sucking right up him. How good were the mighty fear boners? Sucking right up him. First, first forward was picked in round 13 in, in the draft this year by the fear boners. Stuck it right up him. Don't you worry about me. Um, what have I got to give lip service to? Nothing, really. Things are going pretty good. It's starting <laughs> to rain outside. That's not great, is it? Um, you know what? I've got not a lot, but at least you've got me back. That's the most important thing, and you don't have to listen to... Hey, Ben, what have you got to give lip to? Oh, not too much, Damon. What have you got to give lip service to? We're back, and we're back. And I've said that enough times. Keep your lips luscious! <laughs> <laughs> At least he brings the passion. That's all we need, Benny, a little bit of passion. So basically, he said, I've got fuck all this week, just in a little bit more engaging fashion than what we did. Except I'm willing to give him 100 seconds, whereas you get less than 30. Uh, okay. One segment that I wanted to get up off the ground this year because I think it is the essence of Shiva, really born out of my grand final loss in Div 3 last year, bad beats. Because I think we've all had a bad beat in history. Oh, you're the only one to have a bad beat in history. Ab- no, just absolutely. Just had to shoot on your uh, grand final loss in there. No, I'm just telling you that's where my passion comes from. But, Benny, <laughs> I know if you've played fantasy football for long enough, you've managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory before. We put bad beats out there. And a coach put his hand up and said, me, me, Coach Damon. And that coach was Coach Odin. Odin York, who I actually, I, I, I must say, he also attended the WA draft party. He'll probably be sad that I didn't mention him before. It, he has manipulated me into some, like, uh, I don't know, chili pepper eating contest for whoever's <laughs> team is shitter at, at the end of the year. But one thing that Odin has done is he sent us an opener for this segment, and I have not listened to it, Benny. Would you like to hear it? Yes. This is for Bad Beats from Coach Odin York. Because you had a bad beat, you're taking a loss, your team got beat at the end of the round. You say you got robbed, you tell me don't laugh, the late adjustment was a surprise. You had a bad beat, you score and don't fly, you crash into earth and you really could cry. You had a bad beat, you had a bad beat. Haunting. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so, the that's firstly great effort, Odin. Secondly, <laughs> are we really going to play that every single week? I, I think I want to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to do that. Um, Can we? It might cut it down just to like the, um, just the had a bad beat, and that's it. I mean, not? here's the thing. It's it's a 30 second intro. When when Odin reached out and said, "I'm going to do, I, I want to do an intro for you," I was like, "Oh, that's fine." Generally speaking. In radio, stingers are short, they're, they're sharp. But then I reflected on my own practice with this podcast and blog tales and da- uh, blog place and Damon Tales. Both of those intros are like 45 seconds to like a minute long. <laughs> and we play them every bloody week, Betty. Okay, so uh, Odin's, Odin's intro is in then. For, for now, for now. But if, <laughs> Until if, we if, get sick of it. I know, here's what I'm going to say. If someone else wants to try to battle that, Ooh, if someone has their own like best b- a bad beats intro, maybe we'll put them up against each other. But for now, a Daniel Powder parody, 
is what I'm all about. All right. I put this out on our DT Shiva Facebook page. If you don't have Facebook, um, I don't know, find me on Instagram, Damon underscore Adams, and send me a bad beat for the week. Um, some great answers came through. I didn't realize that I beat Coach Matty Malik this week, Benny, um, but he did put in here, Shoal being the sub, I shuffled him out of my team for CCJ, Callum Coleman-Jones, via DPP. Thank me later, cunt, is what he said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shoal scored really well, and I think Coleman-Jones had like a 17 or something, didn't he? Yeah, I think he had like, I don't know, bloody low 20s. Uh, which was fantastic because I only won by about 20, 30 points. Uh, Michael's page. Yeah, Jeremy Sharp didn't score for the last quarter and a half, and I lost by a couple of points in Div 1. Yeah, I've, I've got him as well, so that wasn't that wasn't fun. Uh, Chris Kratz, Div 9 here. After Thursday night, my opponent had 360 on the board with three players, copying a Petraka 142 and Bailey Smith score of 150-plus. Also, they ended up with Houston's 150 and Hall's 125. He lost Prestia for 37 points on the Thursday. But, this is bloody confusing. My team outscored his with eight of my players scoring low hundreds and a few in the 90s. He skunked a win even against all of those massive scores against him. That's not a fucking bad beat. That's a brag. Yeah, no, Chris Kratz, you don't seem to understand the... um, the idea of the segment. I, I just want your pain. I don't want you saying your opponent had a bad beat. Uh, Only I'm allowed to talk about a team, okay? Uh, Coach Adam, uh, Matty Rao, quick kick out of the pack with 15 seconds left on the clock to get the chocolates by a point in Champions League 3. Now, that seems like a brag, Benny. But then he said, only now to be screwed by a recount, and he lost. Oh, yeah. The recounts, are the they're the ones that hurt. Yeah, oh, absolutely terrible. Uh, Siegs? And got to love you, Coach Seagram. Said this bloke in my league winning with a 12 13. We've already been through this, Benny, but can we go through now? This is a great chance to go back to the stats and tell us who was the highest scoring loser in Shiva because we're going to get a bad beat here, surely. Yeah, well, uh, in Champs League 3, we had uh, Western Super score a 16 02, which was, <laughs> uh, that would have been good for probably top. 20 in the entire Shiva. And um, he, uh, it was, <laughs> oh, fuck, it was eighth. It was eighth best in the entire Shiva <laughs> out of 300 odd. And, and he, uh, lost. he lost to Tom Brady with a 1605. So we lost by three points. Oh, and not only that, I'm pretty sure it was a late adjustment as well. <laughs> I think he was winning. I, uh, I reckon it was in the chat this game. And uh, someone had a, um, it lost by a point, and then uh, and then the adjustment came through with a tackle. To uh... God damn. Okay, that is the line. That that is the bar for bad beats. That that is the stuff that we want to hear about. Chris Kratz, you're on a warning, sir. We, we've raised the red flag to you. No bragging in this segment. Each week, if you are just bleeding from the heart because of your fantasy team, we want to hear from you. We're going to chuck up that post each week. Plus, if you've got an intro that you think can beat Coach Odin's, we also want to hear from you. Can you beat Odin's sting? We're going to find out, Benny. I think I think that's a great great idea, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we can get uh, Alex Mulholland and, uh, and my brother Matt out of the woodwork. That just means we can say Maddie came second in any given week, which <laughs> seems like a lot of fun. Okay, we have round one done. Round two's on the way. We're going to catch up with you each and every week. If there's any contributions like Coach Odin you want to make to the Shiva Blast, please reach out 
Benny's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Uh, like I said, uh, Damon underscore Adams. Benny, where can they find you, mate? Uh, at my name on Facebook. Uh, also, you can follow Ben's Instagram account and um, <laughs> do yourself a favor and click on who is following because I mean, you're going to get some decent enjoyment out of that. Or have you cleaned up your act? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Absolute deviant. No time on Instagram for you. Keep your hand out of your pants. We'll catch you next week, Benny. Have a good one, mate. You too, mate. <laughs> You've been listening. Oh, I'm going to get that image out of my head. <laughs> Another Shiva Blast. Hey! Shiva, come in his Kandagram Shiva, come in his Kandagram. Shiva, come in his Kandagram Shiva, come in his Kandagram. Hey!